you are more than a conqueror. You are raised together in Christ Jesus. You are somebody in God. If God be for us, who in the world can be against us? è la visione di Dio e che i suoi figli che sono persi lì da qualche parte possono ascoltare dentro i suoi figli il padre sta cercando il Signore ti ha fatto papà ti ha piano per te papà ti ama io non sono l'unica figlia speciale tu sei un figlio God's going to be your defender. God's going to be your strong tower. God's going to run to you. You've got to get it in your heart. You've got to get it in your spirit. morning. How's everybody? Well, I don't know where that invitation or thing came about me being loud or anything like that. I, uh, I just decided I'm not going to be boring. I've already talked to the youth department today and told them they can't fall asleep during my chats. That goes for all the older people too. But it's so good to be back here in South Dakota. And uh, I get to live in Rome, Italy with my beautiful wife, Jennifer. And, um, you know, when you think about God's assignments, you never know at what chapter in life God says, I want to make an adjustment to your assignment. And it wasn't until in later chapter of our life that God said, okay, now I want you to sell everything you got, sell your home, sell your stuff, uh, and, and move halfway across the planet because I got a new assignment. We always have to be in the position that we say yes. Okay, three people believe that, and that was only from a nod of a head. Now, I know I'm in a, 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 a what do I want to call this church? But I need noise. Okay? If we have noise in the room, this will be short. If we don't have noise in the room, this is going to be long. How many want short? And powerful. I got it. All right. So, you know, when, when God tells us to go to Rome and leave everything, we have to say, I can't tell you to go do that if I'm not willing to do it. Did you hear that? So, remember the no, word noise? There was no noise. It was just a couple, ah, ah, ah. And so, 
in three and a half years, we've seen almost 4,000 people come to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, that's because you are in God's will. Yeah, and God, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm just building them up for a minute. I, 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 when you're in God's will and God's in direction, and I have a goal of reaching a million people for Christ, in a short period of time, you say, well, you didn't re- win very many if you're only up to about 4,000. Well, we got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So today I'm going to talk to you about that. And uh, Jennifer, greet them, and then we'll get going. Well, I want to say good morning, and thank you so much, Pastor Gary and Joni, for inviting us and letting me come along and um, just making us feel like friends, because I know we are, um, and we have so many different connections. Connections are very important to God, amen? And when we connect to God, that changes everything. That changes our life and gives us hope. Some of you may have heard Rick the last time, but our oldest daughter was taken, kidnapped, taken to another country, and abused for over a year. And when we got her back, um, there was a lot of restoration that had to happen. And it did, and God has been so faithful. She's now married. She has her doctorate-in-law. She's a practicing attorney. She has five children. She's totally restored. But, you know, God said something to me during that time, and that is, I've brought you through this because I want you to go and rescue other people's daughters other people's sisters. And God took us through a series of events to Rome. You saw many people being baptized and working in children's ministry and singing on the platform. Some of those are young women who came as refugees across the sea to Italy. And I want you to know that I don't believe in branding anybody. So at ICF Rome, International Christian Fellowship, we're all part of the fellowship of God. And then we began to see God do life changes, like a young Chinese Buddhist girl who found us on the web looking for just an English-speaking women's group. She was hurting. She was broken. Um, Her story is very complex. And when she came to our Thursday morning connect group, she said, well, all these people are happy because they have no problems. And then the women began to share their stories and their testimonies. And she said, wait a minute. They've been through some very dark things. They're happy because they have Jesus. Can I get to know this Jesus? And we said yes. And she gave her heart to the Lord. And now I want you to know that she has led 30 of her Chinese Buddhist friends to Jesus. Amen. And so I want you to know that every, every week, every month, we get a report that says Aberdeen First Assembly is supporting the work. And there are days when, as a mama of three daughters, as a Gigi to seven grandchildren, I get homesick and I miss them. And it's on those days that I'm reminded, we're not doing this alone. There is a host of people across the U.S. who are saying, I'm standing with you. I'm investing in the kingdom work to touch one to touch Italy, and to reach nations. And that's what we're doing. I can't thank you enough because your giving has enabled us to touch somebody else's family, somebody else's daughter, and now she's touching somebody else's culture that would otherwise be unreached. I could tell you so many, but I know Rick is going to tell you some more. So I just want to say thank you. I can't wait to get to know you better after the service as well. Good job. As you saw in the, in the short video, she preaches, and um, 
she has a great lineage that um, God has, you know, put an Italian and a Texan together, northerner and a southerner, and put them together and married 39 years, and, and then you leave. Ask that kind of a woman to leave your children and leave them grandbabies. Let me tell you, that's not an easy assignment. But we have to say yes. And so today I want to talk to you about what the Scripture says about our assignment. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15 is my text today. And I hope to communicate to you your assignments. How many would like to know your assignment? Okay, how many's lying right now? Wouldn't you like to know what you're supposed to be doing? Well, I've been doing it. Well, what if God changed your assignment? We're never too old for an assignment change. I think all of us have the assignment to love God. Okay, I'm up to 10 now in agreement with some noise. I think we all should have the assignment to love God. I think we all should have the assignment to love each other. And then I think we all should have the assignment to obey. Yeah, see which one was the softest? The last one, because it's the hardest. Romans chapter 10, verses 13 through 15. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How many believe that? How many believe that? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one they've not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? How can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Father, help us in the next few moments clearly communicate your gospel. Help us, God, in our assignments to obey what you're asking us to do. Thank you, Jesus, for calling us and saving us and changing us. Thank you for the life changes that are in this room. Thank you, Lord, for the possibilities that are in this room. We love you, Lord. Amen. I'm the guy that some of you, how many never seen me before in your whole life? Okay, so half this room. I'm the guy that was here about four years ago, and I'm the guy with the tumor in the head that uh, God took out. And I'm going to tell you about that and how that ends uh, at the end of my message. The God's got this guy, okay? Anybody remember that? Okay, five people in the whole room. Man, I made an impact in this church. All right, here we go. There's a guy, first slide. See that little guy right there? The guy's staring up at me. Eyes closed. Name's Raphael, 70 years old. Professor at the Rome University. A brilliant man. Multiple doctorates. Every day when we would come into the office, Raphael would stop us and say, ask us to take him to coffee, or one, take us to coffee. Every day I would ignore him or walk away, only speaks Italian. My Italian's very limited, hers is very good. And so after a period of time and seeing him, not seeing him, etc., a few months ago, Raphael says, Pastor, I'm, I want to take you to coffee. And I said, okay. And... Um, we go in, in Rome, it's the best coffee in the world. Every corner has a coffee bar. Every cappuccino is $1. 
It is the best in the world. I had Starbucks cappuccino this morning. It is one of the worst in the world. But I don't have options in America, so I'll take what I got, all right? So we go to the bar. Raphael, for one hour, tells us his story. No, keep it on Raphael. Remember, brilliant. Lost, Catholic, lonely, hurting, discouraged, not too many friends. One hour tells us that story. At the end, I say to him in English, God loves you and has a plan for your life. I said to Jen, please say that in Italian. She says it in Italian. Raphael starts crying. I said, come to church this week. He says to us, no, I can't, Pastor. If I come to church, I go to hell. I said, who told you that? He said, my priest. I said, Raphael, come to church. Next week, Raphael comes to the back. It'd be like if he was standing out there in the courtyard before you entered your door. Ushers and greeters encouraged him, get in the room, get in the room, get in. No, 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 no. If I come in, I go to hell. Next week, comes into the outer foyer, stands out there. Ushers, greeters do their job. They say, come on, come on, come on. You got you to hear this pastor preach. No, 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 no. If I come in, I go to hell. Third week, he comes and sits on the very last row of the, of the room. Through most of the message, he's there, and then all of a sudden, I could see him beeline out. Fourth week, he comes in, sits on the third row, right where you are sitting with the orange shirt. And uh, that day, Raphael, at the end of the service, like I always do, he gets up, comes to the front of the room, gives his life to Christ. If I didn't go to Italy for anything else, I went to lead Raphael to Jesus. That man never misses a service. Prayer meeting, he's at prayer. God has radically changed this man's life. He gets saved and immediately comes to the front, stays at the front after the service and says to us, my mother is sick. Would someone please go visit her? I said, Jen, go visit the mama. Mama lives in, in Rome. Everybody lives in the, in the high-rise buildings above. All the businesses are in first story. Eight stories up are all apartments. That's how Rome is, 2,800-year-old city. That's how we live. And uh, so she lived in one of the apartments near the church. Jen goes to the building. She's 90 years of age, prays for her, leads her in the sinner's prayer, and three days later she dies. Raphael is radically changed because of the conversion that has happened in his life. And he comes every service and brings some offering to say, please pray for my mama so that she goes to heaven. Remember, all my relatives, I'm I'm Italian, all my relatives, Roman Catholic, all, they came from Italy. And to me, When you're taught all your life, you're not good enough to go to heaven, you're not bad enough to go to hell, you go to this middle place called purgatory. That's what Catholics are taught. I have any Catholic friends in the room? Okay, so that's what you were taught, right? Purgatory. Not good enough to go to heaven, not bad enough to go to hell, you die, bam, you go to this middle spot called purgatory. There's a large part of the world that believes that, by the way, over a billion. There's only seven billion on the planet. Over a billion believe that. Think of the number there. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Raphael would come in, hey, pastor, please pray. Here's a couple euros. Uh, please pray. I said, no, your mother is in heaven. Finally, the light turns on, and he realizes that mama is in heaven. And so Raphael, I'm, I, I show up in America in July of this year on the short little term to raise some more funds so we can go back and keep winning people to Jesus. And, and Jen stays behind to kind of clean up some things and get some things together and before she comes. And the neighborhood committee kind of stopped her on the way into church one day. It says, what have you done to Raphael? He used to be the meanest, grumpiest old man there was in this whole neighborhood. Something's happened to Raphael. He's happy. He wants to talk to everybody. He tells everybody about Jesus. What have you done to him? He's found Jesus. Raphael is an incredible story of the mercy and the grace of God. And if you hadn't sent me to Rome, Raphael would have never heard that God loves you and has a plan for your life. He would have never heard that. But today his mama's in heaven. And Raphael's on his way to heaven. I'll take a whole church of Raphael's. Because Raphael decided. It doesn't matter what the Catholic church said or anybody else. God loves me. And he has a plan for my life. And that's how it starts. It's the Raphaels of this world that needs to hear this message, that God loves you. It's an easy message. It's not just for the pastors to give. It's for all of us who believe to give. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Today you may have a son or a daughter or a friend or, or somebody that's a coworker or a classmate and say, hey, they're lost. Everybody's savable. I said, everybody's savable. And the promise of Acts 16.31 for your family, if you believe, you and your household will be saved. Do you hear what I just said? They will be saved. It's just a matter of time. And if you'll do your part, what's your part? I'm glad you asked me. You get to tell. What do I tell them? God loves you and has a plan for your life. Do you hear what I just said? My first 41 days of my tour in America, I had my eight-year-old grandson with me, and, and, and Rocco would run to the platform when I was introduced, and I'd say, Rocco, what do you have to tell the people today? And Rocco would grab that microphone, a little Italian little boy. You don't get it yet? Italian little boy, and he'd say, God loves you and has a plan for your life. And then he'd quote a few scriptures. And I'd tell the Raphael story. I'd say, listen, if an eight-year-old little boy can get this, we all can get this. It's not that complicated. We've got to tell the world. So you say, well, how are you going to do your job? Well, <laughs> when you think about what God is doing in the world, and you think about how messed up our world is right now, and I've come back to America, and I see America's not doing real good right now. I'm here to tell you today, God loves America. There is still hope for America. If there's hope for Europe, there's hope for America. But we have a job to do. We can't be silent in the church. We've got to speak up and tell people God loves you and has a plan for your life. 
It's not to take the Bible and jam it down the throat. It's to put the acts of kindness. So God says, okay, I've got this covered. We not be able, and the Assemblies of God is a powerful missions organization. Our roots is started in missions. If you didn't know the type of church you've come to, it's a missions church. It's a missions-minded church. You see, the Bible says in two different locations, go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. So if you're saying, what's my assignment? I just told you. Go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. So wherever you are, you have a job to do that God has asked you to do. Go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. And some of us, he says, okay, I want you to go to Rome. I say, okay, now listen, I got 4 million people in my city, which I found out is bigger than your whole state. Okay, so I got 4 million, I got 3 million that are Italian, and I got 1 million immigrants. Doesn't count the refugees. So you got that number? I got, of the 3 million that say they are Catholic, one of the high-ranking people in the Catholic Church told me not too long ago, I said, well, how many, how many churches do you have? And they said, well, we have 1,000. 1,000 in 4 million population. Get it? How many go to Mass on a regular basis? About 110,000. Do the math. 2.9 professing Catholics don't even go to Mass. My relatives were in Mass every Sunday. Every, there was no exceptions. If it snowed, they were in Mass. If it, it was raining, they were in Mass. They went to Mass. So God says, okay, I'm going to send you to Rome with your Italian heritage, and I'll give you dual citizenship so you don't have any restrictions with all the legal stuff that is in that country. And you can, I walked into a city that I can preach anywhere, and I can do whatever I want to do. It's pretty cool. So nobody stops me from preaching the gospel. It's cool. So God says, okay, we, the Assemblies of God, send missionaries to all over the planet. And there are some countries we can't even preach in. So, did you know I have 67 unreached people's groups in my city? 67 unreached people's groups. That's mean they've never heard the gospel yet. And then God says, okay, there's going to be this crisis called refugees in Italy brings in approximately 250,000 per year. Guess where they end up? Not on the stat sheet. Next sheet. That's a normal Sunday altar experience in our church. The flag represents 65 nations of the world. Well, if I'm gonna, when I'm preaching, when I'm looking at my congregation on Sunday morning, there's 65 different nations sitting there. That's what heaven's going to be like. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's really cool to preach to that many nations. And the cool thing is I've preached in about 65 nations of the world. So it's kind of worked out pretty good. I need to get to more so we can have more nations. Okay, five of you will get that later. All right. Next slide. See those two people? That's John and Jerome, refugees. Came over on the rubber raft, beaten, abused, stabbed thrown overboard, grabbed hold of the rope, pulled themselves back up, didn't know each other, came to Rome with only the clothes on their back, living on the streets, found out that we were an English-speaking society group, and they said, we're going to show up there, maybe they can help us. Didn't know each other now, I said that twice, they walked in our room, 
and both of them gave their lives to Jesus. First time hearing the gospel message. Both come from Muslim background. Don't tell me God can't work it out. God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. This is at our church picnic just a few weeks ago. Let me tell you, they love Pastor Jen. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> because not only do we tell them about Jesus, we give them Jesus. We give them clothing. We give them shelter. We give them food. We give them medicine. We give them the things they need. And because I get to be the pastor of also very many diplomats of the world, because we have the United Nations in Rome, and the World Feeding Program is in Rome, and all of the countries of the world send those diplomats to us, and we've seen many of them come to Jesus, many of them filled with the Holy Spirit. It's incredible. And so I've tied them together with the refugees coming in. So the documentation that they got to have to work out, if they're from that country, I have the diplomat in my church and I can go to that diplomat and say, hey, guess what? Jerome needs some papers. Jerome just gave his life to Jesus. God has a way of working it out. You may be sitting there saying, how's that going to happen? God. How are you going to win a million people to Jesus? God. See, God wants the world saved. How can they hear unless somebody tells them? John and Jerome are now strong attenders of ICF Rome. And let me tell you, they have told so many people about Jesus. It's amazing because God loves them. And has a plan for their life. So when you think about, hey, how can I help refugees? Man, if I had a shelter, why don't you buy that for me? If I had a shelter, the camps are so abusive, they're so not so good, where refugees have to live. Man, if we owned one, if we had one, wow, we feed them. That's only about, oh, just a couple hundred euro, we can feed these guys for a number of months. The clothes on their back. I mean, it's easy to get them clothing. So today at the end of this service, you're going to help us and you're going to give us some great offering because you're going to just believe because this next slide is who also we believe in. We believe in kids. Now, their story is amazing. We have a summer kids English camp, and that just took place in June. I told my staff, let's get Brand new slides. I don't want old stuff. I want the newest, latest, greatest. He said, Pastor, what about this picture? I said, hey, I love that picture. Three different nationalities. Never been in church before in their life. English summer camp. Free. My staff goes crazy. They say, Pastor, it can't, everything can't be free. I said, it's free. <laughs> they're going to show up to church, and they're going to give their lives to Jesus. This, you should have seen these three ornery boys on the first day of summer camp. You talk about little, 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 little boys that mm, did a lot of bad, bad stuff. That was them. Ornery, mean, mischievous. Didn't know each other. Never seen each other. But they gave their lives to Jesus. Now, guess what happened? Prize day, big games, big squirt guns, big stuff, big toys is given away on Sunday. 
Because if you bring your parents back, you get the big prizes. Now, the camp is free, and that costs a lot of money because we feed them, and we give them shirts, and uh, I think the middle kid's got one of the shirts on, and, and we give them all this stuff. And you say, why can't you give them? I said, listen, I got this church in South Dakota, Aberdeen. They're going to pay for that. You say, I didn't know anything about it. I'm telling you now. In a few minutes, you're going to pay for next year's summer camp. How much is that, 5000 me, yeah, you. God's going to talk. You said you would agree. You said you'd say yes. Don't lie in church. On Sunday, all three parents came back with many other of the parents. And we gave the big guns away and the big squirt things and big soaker things and big toy, these big cars that run around and all kinds of stuff. Because they want to get. They came, they brought their friends, they memorized the scripture verses, they did what they're supposed to do. So if you bring your parents back on Sunday, you get all these big prizes. Guess who gave their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ on Sunday? Guess who doesn't miss church? Because little boys love Jesus now. And they make sure mom and dad comes to church. Mom and dad now loves Jesus. It's amazing how it works. How can they hear unless somebody tells them? I'll tell them for you. I'll be your person. I'm your guy. My wife's your lady. We'll shout it from the rooftop that God loves you and has a plan for your life. Next slide. When you think about partnership, you better make sure your wife's in on this thing. It is not good if you go by yourself. So there's some things you got to get together. When you say yes to God, make sure the people around you saying yes. Or keep praying. I told you I'm going to help you to know. Don't go off doing your own thing and say, God told you. No, 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 no. You signed up for partnership. You're going to sign up with partnership with marriage. You're going to do it together. Kids, you're going to do it with your parents' authority, how it works out. I'm just telling you. Go do your own thing. Watch out. It's not good. When you think about a partnership, it's a partnership with us. It's a partnership with you. So what am I signing up for? Well, I'm going to ask you to do three things today. In the back is a thing called a prayer card. It's on a table back there. It's got my picture and her picture. Just You can skip my picture. Just get to hers. And I, we need prayer. Now, do you think the enemy is happy that we're doing all this? You think our life's a piece of cake? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me tell you. But God is big. And it's the prayers of the saints that sustain us. And so I want every one of you, when you leave this room today, I want you to go by that table. I want you to pick up one of these cards and say, I'll pray for that dude. I'll just pray that his wife can put up with him. But I'll pray for the Raphaels of this world. And I'll pray for the John and Jerome's. And I'll pray for all those kids. Let me tell you, if we'll just do our part, that's not a big request. Will you say a prayer? Pick up the card and say a prayer. Second thing I'd like some of you to do is come see me. Really, come to Rome. We have an open door that's incredible. 
Guess who invites us to help at the refugee camps with medical? The government. Because all our medical teams that come in, <laughs> we do very good work. And the, and the government thinks we're incredible. So they say, hey, get that church. They've got the right doctors. They've got the right nurses. They've got the right tech people. Let's bring them in. So if you're in the medical field, I could use you. And through, through your ministry of helping the refugees and helping the people that are the immigrants in our city, you'll be shocked at how many accept Jesus. Because they hear your story. They say, what are you doing here? I just come to tell you God loves you and has a plan for your life. You came all the way from America to tell me that? Yeah. Now, you may have had to give them a shot. You may have given them a little medicine. You may have told them, hey, something's up. But you tell them, and God will change them. See, it's our job to tell, and it's God's job to save. I'm going to say that again. It's our job to tell, and it's God's job to save. And he has a, an incredible heart to save the world. He wants the world saved. So he sends people like Jen and I to Rome to help in this endeavor. So come help me. If you want to do it for a few months, come help me. If you want to do it for a couple years, come help me. Who wouldn't want to live in Rome? The food is incredible. Do you hear what I just said? They don't have any better food in the whole planet than Italian food in Rome. Now, I know for some of you Scandinavians, you're already ticked off at me. Because <laughs> you're convinced there's another kind of food that's better than Italian. But listen, when you get to heaven, I'm telling you, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, it's going to be Italian. So you're going to remember this day that that dude from Italy told me that in the marriage supper in heaven, there's going to be this feast, for those of you who don't know it, and the food is going to be Italian. So come help me. Seriously, God is talking to some of you today to say, let's come. Bring a church, bring a group, bring electricians, bring builders. I need everything you can think of. Think of everything that runs this church. That's what I need. I need helpers. I need those tech guys that do all that computer stuff. I, we need it all. You say, why do we need that? Because God's got a plan. I said, how? I've only led 4,000 people to Jesus in three years. That's not very many. we got to get step up our act. How are we going to step up our act? We're going to this thing called live stream. <laughs> you got this camera on you? <laughs> you haven't paid for that, but I need another camera, so pay for that today. That's only 2,000. And what happens is cool. So we have this. I said, oh, we don't know anything about live stream, so we better get it together. I said, now remember, I got 65 nations. I said, all you people, you tell at least one person from your country that I want you to tune in at such and such a time, and I want you to listen to my pastor. So I said, well, let's not be real spiritual in the sense of preaching a sermon. Let's have a prayer meeting. Let's have a worldwide prayer meeting where we'll do prayer from Rome. Pretty cool idea, I thought. So the first live stream, we have over 11,000 people that just tuned in to watch a prayer meeting. Do you know how fast that has accelerated up over the world right now? That on Sunday, I've got all these thousands of people hearing God loves you and has a plan for your life. All because of modern technology. Don't tell me I can't win a million people to Jesus. Because you're telling God. That that dude up there 
can't tell a million people about Jesus. See, if I tell them, Jesus will save them. So I'm going to use every means and measure possible. So not only do I need you to come, but I need you to give. I got a big assignment. I told AGWM, which is the headquarters of what we do, I said, please only let me have a few months. And let me go back and forth a few times to Rome so that I don't miss my church and they don't miss me and we keep going. Imagine Pastor Gary and Joni being gone for a year. Some of you, that would freak you out. Where are they? I don't know. They're our pastor, but we don't know where they're at. I said, listen, we're, not, we're building a strong church here. you got to let me keep, well, that's not what we normally do. I said, well, just trust me. So we're going to try to do this in about five and a half months, normally a year. And we're going to raise 100000 bucks, and we're going to raise a whole lot of monthly support in a shorter period of time. Now, how are you going to do that, God? Do you hear what I just said? God speaking to you, and you're going to do your part. Remember, I said three things. So you're going to pray, you're going to come help me, and you're going to give. In a few moments, Pastor Gary's going to walk up here and say, we're going to give that guy. It's already on the agenda. We're going to give that dude. That dude's crazy. But he believes what the Bible says. And there's more Raphaels that need to hear that God loves you. There's more refugees. They're showing up on our doorstep. They, I don't even have to go out on the streets to find them. They're showing up and knocking on our door. Will you help me? I said, yeah, come on in. We'll help you. Here's food. Here's clothing. Why are you giving that to us? Because these people in Aberdeen, they're crazy. They think we should just tell everybody. I'm your, I'm your guy. I'm telling you. I'm out there doing what God's asked me to do, and I'm grateful that you've said, I'm going to support what that guy's doing. So every month, like my wife said, there's funds coming to us from your church. Thank you for giving on a regular basis to missions in this church. When it's time to give to missions, don't say, no, nah, I can't do that. Listen, if you'll do it, God will take care of some incredible things in your life. And then lastly, sometimes we give God our excuses of why we can't. Too old, too young, not enough money, not enough education, not this, not that. I'm too sick, I'm too this, I'm that. Five years ago, I had this big tumor in my head. On the day of my operation for this Muslim surgeon who's brilliant, to go into my head and pull out this tumor that any second could kill me, He walks in while I'm laying on this table with my daughters and my wife, and I said, Doc, I, I need to pray for you. He said, I figured. <laughs> Seriously. Because I, when I introduced myself to him, I, it, you know, when we set this whole thing up, I said, I'm trying to find the best there is. Because if they're going to open my head, I don't want the second stringer here. I want the first stringer. I want the A player. I want the dude that's done it many, many times. I want the dude, if he's going to open my head and I'm going to live, I want the guy that knows what he's doing. Hello? Okay, you guys can pick the second stringer. I'm picking the first stringer. And so he says, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a preacher. I tell people how to get to heaven. He says, I'm Muslim. I said, I'm Christian. God's going to work this all out. So when I pray for him, and on the day of the surgery, I said, God, please help, 
help my surgeon today, give him great wisdom. And I start crying. Now, I'm not a crier. But I'm under a little stress here. My head's about to be opened up. There's a little pressure here. There's my wife and three daughters standing beside me. I'm thinking, a little pressure. And I start crying. And the Muslim guy, he, the surgeon, he, he says, I got to leave now. They wheel me down the hall and hour and a half into it, Muslim surgeon walks out and tells my wife I had to abort the surgery. If I'd kept on this surgery, your husband would have lost his ability to speak. And I know that he's a preacher and he travels all over the world trying to get people to go to heaven. I could not take that from him. Did I tell you he was Muslim? God knows exactly what's going on on the planet. Or he would have died. So my two options was no more speaking or death. So they come in, they wake me up, and he tells me my options. I said, no, those not good options, are they, Doc? He said, no. I said, what are we going to do? He said, I don't know. I said, you're the smartest guy on the planet. You don't know? He said, no, I don't know. I'm being honest. God had a way of working everything out. He always has a way of working everything out. The Bible says all manner of sickness and disease God can take care of. I'm going to say that again. All manner of sickness and disease God can heal. And you may have walked in this room today not knowing that some dude from, from Italy is going to be here and not knowing about anything when it comes to this subject. Well, now you've heard me. Now let me tell you the ending. You may be in this room today because God wants to give you a miracle. Did you hear what I just said? How many believe in miracles? Okay. So some of you don't believe in miracles. Okay. We're cool. Well, I'm the miracle. Because this is what happened to the end of my story. So all of a sudden, these ten surgeons get together and decide, hey, what are we going to do with this guy? They couldn't decide. Well, God sent into that meeting a radio surgeon which they take beams of radiation into your brain or spinal cord and on a very expensive machine and eliminate tumor. The problem is my tumor could not be eliminated by radiation. There's only seven documented cases on the planet where a giant cell tumor is found in anybody's head. I'm one of seven. Radiation can't work on my type of surgery. So they set up a meeting with me and this doc, and I go in to visit, and he walks in to the room that I'm sitting in. I'm giving you the fast version here today. It is a long story. He walks in. I'm sitting there with my wife. I'm holding her hands. I'm nervous because at any second, the type of tumor I had can kill me. I can die right now. And the guy bows, looks at me, and says, God has sent me to you. And maybe all the surgeons in, in Aberdeen, that's how they talk. Well, in Detroit, Michigan, that's not how they talk. And I said, okay, what's that mean? He says, you're about to be a part of a miracle. I said, okay. He says, I said, what's going to happen? He says, and we're going to take this beam of radiation, and it's going to go into your head, and the tumor is going to be eliminated. I said, listen, doc, you and I both know radiation cannot cure the type of tumor that I have. He says, I know. God's got this. And I write a message called God's Got This that's been all over the world. The bands, the God's Got This band that's been everywhere. 
that I wear today, and I will not stop wearing this band till the day I die. God's got this. And over a period of a year, I pray for people to have miracles all the time. And sometimes miracles happen right now. I mean, instantly. I tell my congregation every Sunday, you're one prayer away from a miracle. One prayer. The next prayer you pray could be for a miracle. And the next prayer you have can be an answer to and give you that miracle. (laughs) So God says, okay, I got this. One year was my journey. One year standing up every Sunday telling people God's got this. Every Sunday, seeing miracles, cancer gone, diabetes gone, back conditions, people getting to walk, ears open, eyes open. I got to see it for one year. I got to see all kinds of powerful miracles. But knowing in my head there's this big tumor, and it could go away right now. If God would just speak, bam, it's gone. All of a sudden, after about a year, I go in for a scan, and this Korean doctor comes in and he says, I got great news for you today, Pastor. I said, what's the news? He says, there is no more tumor in your head. I said, <laughs> I said, so what's going to be documented? He's, gonna, he's saying, in, in my case, I'm not even the guy that, he's not even the guy that gets to write the final description. If I have some, any doctors in the room, you'll know what this means. The first guy in the line of this, the Muslim guy, had to write the final analysis of what happens to this guy. My Muslim surgeon has to write in the line, on my case, miracle. God's got this. Do you hear what I just said? God's got this. So you may be saying, I don't know if I can go to Rome. God's got this. I may not be, maybe God's calling you to another part of the world to go be a minister. God's got this. But he's calling all of us to be a minister here in Aberdeen. Aberdeen, South Dakota, was where God has you right this moment. So you better be doing what God's asking you to do. Go everywhere and tell everyone, God loves you. That's not that hard. Today... God sent me to you, and I told you the story. I'm the guy. I'm the guy that bears the good news. I'm the guy that gives the message of hope. Today, you've got to hear it. Thank you for showing up today. Thank you for listening. Would you bow your heads? Thank you, Lord Jesus, for showing up in this room. Thank you for this church. Thank you for these friends. But, Lord, today there's some people in this room that are going down wrong trails. They, they've made wrong decisions. They've, they've chosen wrong. Today, right this moment, God is not living in their life. And, Lord, I pray today that you will speak to every single person in this room, the person that has never accepted you, the person that has accepted you in the past but now have found themselves going the wrong direction. Lord, today, be merciful and gracious to all of them. And Lord, I know there's some people in this room that need a miracle. Will you give it to them today? Will you answer their prayer in the name of Jesus? While your heads are bowed and you're thinking about what I've said, you say, Pastor, I'm in this room today and, and I'm not going the right, right direction. Things are not going good for me. My life is kind of messed up. I'm making not so good choices and, and, and things aren't, aren't good. Listen, You can have a life change today. Your life can change today. It's one prayer. It's one prayer that says, 
I'm sorry, God. Come into my life. While your heads are bowed and you're thinking about what I've said, you say, hey, that's me. I need that prayer today. I'm not asking you if you attend the church. I'm not asking you if you've ever been here before. I'm not asking you any of those questions. I'm asking you, are you on your way to heaven? And today you can be. You can invite Christ in your life. That's you, whoever you are in this room. Would you be so kind? Lift up your hand wherever you are. I want to see it. I'm going to say a prayer for you right now. I need to ask God into my life. God bless you. 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 God bless you over here. God bless you over here. Someone else say, that's me. I need to say that prayer. You say, I've said it before, but I've messed up. Say it again. Anyone else want to join those seven people that just raised their hand? Say, that's me. I need to ask God to forgive me of sin in my life. Anybody else? Lift it up real high. Let me see it. I'm going to see it. We're going to pray. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, young man. Don't walk out of this wet room the same way you walked in. God can change you today. Anyone else want to join those 11 people now? God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, young man over here. God bless you, young lady over here. God bless you up there in the balcony. Put your hands down. You're here today and say, I need a miracle. The doctor has said, my family situation is, my financial need is, my kids are, my parents are, but you need a miracle today. Say, I need an answer to a prayer. I need prayer today. Will you pray for me today, Pastor? Would you be so kind to lift your hand up wherever you are in this room? I'm going to see it, and we're going to believe for a miracle for you. Lift your hand up real high in the air. God bless all of you. Your hands are up. Now, everybody in this house, would you please stand up? Everybody, everybody in the house, stand up, please. This is what we're going to do. I only end a service at the end, at the front. We're going to have an altar time. It's going to be a few minutes long. Then I'm going to ask you to sit down, and then you're going to give an offer. That's how this, the ending of this is going to happen. But right now, 12 of you raised your hand on prayer number one, that I need to make a change. My friend is going to start singing a song. When she starts singing, I want you 12 people to step out of your chair and walk in right here. Say, oh, Lord, you didn't say I had to walk down there. No, listen, this one's easy. Walking out those doors, that one's the tough one. But God is going to walk through those doors with you. I'm just telling you. Every person else in this room, every other person, 12 people will be walking, standing right here, prayer one. Every other person is going to look to your left, look to your right, look at somebody in the eye and say, hey, neighbor, do you need to walk down there? I'll go down there with you. This is for prayer one. What that means is that person beside you may need Jesus in the heart, and you're going to put to practice what this preacher from Rome just preached to you. It's your job to tell, God's job to say. Okay? So she's about to sing. It's only on prayer one now. I'll bring prayer two in a second. Prayer one, 12 people are walking. Everybody else in this room is talking. They say yes, take them by the hand and walk into the front of the room. You guys ready? Here we go. You're singing. 
Please come. Raise your hands. Prayer one. Come on. I give you my life. Come on. I, I didn't you force your hand up. Trust. Some of you are still staring at me. Ask your neighbor. Just stand right here with me. Just stand right here. today, don't kneel on this next group. Everybody else needs a miracle. Come here. Stand up right here because I want to make sure everybody can get here. Come on. You raise your hand. Prayer two. I need a miracle. Come here. Pray prayer one first, okay? Just look at my eyes. If you're, if you're kneeling down, you want to have this life change. Look at my eyes for just a second, okay? Listen, friend, there's not a sin you've committed that God can't forgive. I'm not looking at what you do in this church, what your title is in this church. It doesn't matter. It matter, really doesn't matter what anybody's thinking back there. Seriously, whether you've been in this church for 50 years, one year, one day, doesn't matter. It matters what God's thinking right now. And what God is thinking is, that was a good decision you just made. To get up in a public setting, walk to the front of a room, that is a big decision. But listen, let me tell you, when we're done saying this prayer, every sin you've ever committed in your life is going to be gone. And you get a brand new do-over. You get to start all again. That is a great move. So I want you to say this prayer with me. Everybody in the house can say the prayer. We're going to say it out loud, okay? Here we go. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I ask you right now, come into my heart, into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I will stop doing. Because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody in the whole room, lift up your two hands real high like this and say, thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. Use your voice. Say, thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. Thank you, Lord, for answering that prayer. Thirteen people just said that prayer that I saw say the prayer, not counting anyone else in this room have said, God, I come into my life. Hallelujah. Change me today. Thank you, Lord. You can put your hands down. 
How many say, I need a miracle? You guys can all stand up now because I know some of you raised your hands for both. I got you. I need a miracle. Will you raise your hand again? If you see somebody with their hand up, would you do me a favor? Would you put your hand on their shoulder? Say, my hand's up. No, no, no. You see somebody with their hand up, put your hand on their shoulder. Big guy right there. Okay, you got that. All right. Everybody got a hand on somebody's shoulder? Now listen, the Bible says if two shall agree as touching any one thing, it will be done. Two touching one thing will be done. It didn't say maybe will be done. It said will be done. Now I know in a room this size with this many people, I've got all manner of sickness and disease. I got family situations. I got financial situations. I got kids situations. I got parents situations. I got it all. I got the gamut of need standing at the front of this room. I want you to know nothing is too hard for God. I'm going to say that again. Nothing is too hard for God. And I want you to know, when I say this prayer, you don't need to repeat the prayer with me, that God is going to come and touch you right now. Jesus, I thank you that you hear prayers. Right now, you're listening to my prayer. And your word says, by your stripes, we are healed. So I ask you, Lord, in your name, to heal sick bodies in this house. Right now, God, doesn't matter what the sickness is, I'm asking you to heal it. God, heal all sickness in this house in Jesus' name. Let miracles happen in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for family situations. God, resolve it, fix it, take care of it in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for financial situations. Take care of it, God. Supply. You promise to supply all, all of our needs. And God, I'm asking you to take care of that. Lord, for kid problems, God, fix it. For parent problems, fix it. For direction, give it. God, you said you can do it. And I'm asking you right now for miracles in this house. Touch every single person. Answer this prayer. I'm asking you, Jesus. In your holy name I pray, amen. Would everybody lift two hands? Will you say these words to the Lord? Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer. Come on, say it again. Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for answering my prayer today. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Put your hands down. Now listen, friend. When you walk out these doors, if you just gave your life to Christ, awesome awesome things got to change if you said the prayer second prayer and you need a miracle today you walk out of these doors today and say God you've got this you promise God this is your word you've got this I wear a band every day that says God you've got this I, I wear it because I look down and say if it hadn't been for you God I'd have this big tumor in my head and I'd probably I'd be dead in a moment you're going to help me going to go to that back table and you're going to pick up that prayer card. That is going to help me a lot. On that table are the prayer bands. God's got this. The CDs of our messages. All kinds of things. If you give in this offering, now I've not done this. I've been in some great churches. Not as great as this one yet. If you give in this offering, 
at least 25 bucks. You can have whatever you want on that table. I'm going to give it to you as a gift. Okay? The rest of you got to pay. That's fair. All right? Will you please be seated? Pastor Gary. possible, please don't leave. We are doing some, a few just important things to do. Rick and Jennifer, thank you for coming. Once again, I read the text. How shall they how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? That's the end of verse 14. But then verse 15 says this, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? There's this relationship. People who need to hear, but they can hear until someone goes and tells them that there is hope in Jesus Christ. But the people, many people can't go and tell them about hope in Jesus unless someone else sends them. That's where we come in. That's where all of us come in. I'm going to give you just some directions here in a moment before I do that. Uh, some directions to those who prayed this morning and surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Rick mentioned that it's one thing to come forward. It's going to be harder to go out, but I'm going to ask you to do one more thing, and that is one week from today, we're going to have a baptism service. Baptism does not save. Baptism is a declaration of what Jesus has done. It is a public declaration this morning, if you've not been baptized, but you made that prayer, it's not too late, but I need you, I want you to contact me or Pastor Brad or Pastor Ben or Pastor Ryan and contact us and let us know we want to baptize you next. Now you say, well, I may have been baptized, maybe my parents baptized me when I was a little, when I was a baby or an infant or, or maybe I, I did this when I was 12 years old, but I've really had, listen, we want, you, you've come back to Jesus, we will baptize you. And so we want to do this, but you need to. So that's for those who, who prayed. I'm going to ask our ushers to come. As they're, as they're stepping forward, Rick said he needed three things. They need three things. They need us to pray. They need, need us to come and help. And there will be opportunity for that as well. And they need us to give. He mentioned a couple of things. He said they need, they're, they're, they're looking to raise $100,000 that goes to help pastoring that church and, and buying those materials that they spoke of. They also spoke of the, how they need monthly support. Now this morning, in about four, five, six times a year, we have missionaries come in. We receive an offering, just like we're about to give. But every month, 12 times a year, we send from this church to about 50 different missionaries monthly support over $5,000 every month. We're glad to do it. We're privileged to do it. We're honored to do it. So while I want you to give today, I also want you to give every week. The offering that I have prepared, the offering envelope that you perhaps have in front of you, there's one in front of you there. It says there, 
tithe, general fund. That's 10%. That's God's. That's, that's just 10% of everything that I have. That's God's. And if I don't do that, I'm stealing from God. That's what the Bible says. World ministries or missions. That's what goes for monthly support. And then the bottom line there, it says other. Please specify. I prepared this. It says Pasquale-Italy and then the amount. And we're Joni and I are prepared to give, and we're going to give in this offering. And this entire offering, unless you designate it otherwise, this entire offering is going to go towards this ministry. Every bit of it. Unless you designate it otherwise, every bit of this is going to go. Why? Because we want to send them. Some of you are actually going to go as well. I don't know who, and I don't know how, and I don't know when, but I, I believe that God is, going to be, is calling some of you this morning. So if you have that, I'd like you to take that offering in your hand. It's prepared. There's other ways that we can give as well. You, if, you, if you say, well, I didn't come with a check, well, we have a kiosk back there. You can text it. You can give online. You can specify. Directions are there for you. We want you to give this morning. Again, every bit of this is going to go unless you designate it otherwise. All of this offering is going to go towards this ministry so that other people will hear about Jesus. People we may never meet until we get to heaven. Let's take this offering, hold it in your hand. Let's pray over it. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity, the blessing, the privilege that we have to give. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us for a time these funds in our hands. But, Lord, we've never really owned it. We're just stewards of all that you give us. We can do a lot with it, but, Lord, I want to do something that makes an eternal difference. So, Lord, we take these funds. We ask your blessing upon it. I ask your blessing upon those who give this morning so that others will hear, so that others are sent, so that people can go, so that people can go to heaven, not hell, not some fable called purgatory, but to go to heaven. People who are, whose lives are going to be transformed and redirected to heaven and not to hell. This we pray and this we believe and we thank you, Lord, for what this represents. We pray your blessing on it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. I want to encourage you as that is, is going around. Uh, also, at the close of this service, in fact, um, I'm going to ask uh, the ushers, when you get to the back, I would like some of you to just go back on that table, grab a stack. So ushers, you're listening to me, grab a stack of these and be at the door. You can, But we want you to go to the table as well. So please, no, I, we have enough for everyone. Make sure that you get uh, one of these prayer cards. Put it in a prominent place. I have, I've had their prayer card for about four years on my dresser. This one's going to go on my dresser. This is, this is an updated copy. And be praying for our missionaries. These are your missionaries. And God has a purpose and a plan, and he's going to use you in prayer. So thank you for that. Um, as that continues, Rick and Jennifer, would you join me one more time on the platform? Many of you have children up in, in AFA Kids, and they're just fine. They're going to be fine up there, but we want to pray for these missionaries. I'm so very grateful for these people who said yes. Thank you, Rick and Jennifer, many years ago. Even before you were married, you said yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. You surrendered your life to him. You answered his calling. And together as a husband and wife, you're an amazing team. We thank God that he's used you. We also thank God that you're a part of this congregation. These people are a part of your church. Now, you may not see them for another three or four or five years. You're, you're, you're invited back, by the way, in three or four or five years. But they're a part of our church. We're sending them out. 
And I would like you to stand one more time if you would. Would you do this? You can't, you can't reach out and touch them. It's too far. But would you do this? As we pray together, would you extend your hand towards them as a point of contact? And let's pray for these, Lord. I thank you for these people. It's a part of our church. They're a part of AFA. Lord, we see their picture and we pray for them. And we're going to take these cards and I pray that you would use us in prayer and intercession at the, at the most unusual of times. And we won't know why, but your Holy Spirit will prompt us in those moments to pray for them. There may be a Raphael who's in the balance that they're talking to. They may be in a place of danger, but we're going to pray, Lord. We're going to pray because we have that card. We're going to pray because your Holy Spirit stirred us today to do so. Jesus, we pray your protection upon them, your supply upon them, that this miracle that they need would be met in the, in the weeks and months ahead. They, want, they so desperately want to return to Rome. So we pray that you would help them as these funds are raised so that they can go back and continue to do. This is a part of their calling. But, but Lord, that they will do that calling in Rome where you've called them. Lord Jesus, we ask your blessing upon their marriage. Guard them and keep them. Protect them from the attack of the enemy. Protect them from discouragement. Protect them from sickness. Protect them from any harm in Jesus' name. Guard their daughters, their, their sons-in-law, their, their grandchildren, their family. We commit them to you. Lord, we thank you for these servants who've come here and ministered today. We give you the glory for all that you have done. We pray these things in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you, AFA. Thank you so much. You can go. Please make sure you get a prayer card. If you want to love on these people, feel free to do so. God bless you. And it, if you uh, need to be baptized, you've accepted Jesus, please contact me or one of the other pastors. Thank you.